Hello and welcome to the ESG Fitness Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you think, learn and grow and hopefully smile and laugh on the way too. My aim here is to break down your barriers to taking action and provide you with evidence-based diet and exercise information in a fun and interesting way. I hope I nail that and I hope you enjoy. If at any point you are enjoying this and you think, wouldn't it be great to work with Emma? You can head to esgfitness.co.uk to find out more information. Without further ado, because I hate long introductions, here is this episode. Hello, Lassie. Oh, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Fabulous. I am amazing. It's Monday. We love Mondays here, don't we? I actually do. I love a Monday. Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, depends on how much sleep I've had the night before, but had a lot of sleep, so we're all good. Oh, that is good. And how was your weekend? It was really fun. I had a spa day on Saturday. And then a night out with my pals from uni on Saturday night, which was really good. You know, when there, like, there was six of us, you know, when everyone's just on great form, everyone's got great chat, everyone was in a good mood. It was just excellent. So fun. That sounds How, you? How was your weekend? It was, um, it was good. I'm trying to think what I actually did. I just caught up with like life admin stuff and sorted out. I'm renting the flat next door. So I need to sort that out. And then I moved <laughs> basically I got my friend to come around must have been like a couple of months ago now and move loads of stuff from my flat into that flat because I was like I'm gonna Airbnb this and then someone reminded me that I don't really have any time and that sounds like a lot of faff and I was like yeah that's that's a very good point actually so I'm just gonna rent it so I (laughs) invited him back around to move everything that we'd already moved over there back to here and we did the exact same thing so like undid all this bed and then put it back together but we did this last time as well like one thing was the wrong way around so it couldn't fit in so I had to unscrew everything uh anyway it's all done now well done did you get a new floor that that's been there for a while but I've not been living in that flat so I just reminded myself how beautiful the floor is <laughs> I can get that oh and of course it was the first weekend of check-ins it was so that was really interesting and enjoyable um, I'm still, I'm, I think I've actually finished everyone this morning. Um, so if anyone's not had a reply from me, let me know, but I'm sure I've replied to everyone. But what I was going to say was there was maybe a theme in some of the podcast questions. Um, I think I answered this question maybe like six or seven times, not even exaggerating. People who were concerned about building too much muscle almost to the point where they didn't want to do their strength training or they were like, should I be really eating this much protein because I'm scared that I build too much muscle and I don't like the way that looks and I want to be smaller. I'm worried I'm getting bulky. All that sort of, um, that was, that was sort of a general uh, feeling. And I just want to talk about it. so interesting is because obviously... I do all of the, like I set all of the initial targets. So I read everyone's information and I always put this in the group as well, but like every round there's some, there's like something that isn't, Mm. 
and it's often not the same stuff like sometimes we'll have a round of where there's like a lot of people who have a lot of body fat to lose and then we have another round where there's a lot of people who are maybe like over exercising mm. and then we'll have another round where I know it's all like perimenopausal women and, and sometimes I'm like oh maybe it's like what I've been speaking about on social media but I don't know it's, it, but then I never really think that it does correlate to that but obviously there's something but that's very interesting so we should delve into that a little bit what was your what was your response so, seeing as you've answered it six times <laughs> so my response was firstly that it's really 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 hard to build muscle to the, to the stage where you're not happy with it by accident it requires so much hard work and effort in that direction that it just wouldn't happen see if you're joined commit to six and you're doing three home strength workouts and eating 100 grams of protein you are not going to get really bulky it's so hard um I mean look at Andy Andy is like really muscular he has 10 times the amount of testosterone that we have he also trains really hard lifts really heavy and the main thing is he's been lifting for years like I think he probably started back when he was a young boy yes yeah 40 years ago so yeah he's been training for such a long time and I mean look again look at me and Emma and Catherine right all three of us try to build as much muscle as possible and I think we all look smoking hot right (laughs) and there's a correlation there guys yeah mm -hmm. so I think there's like lots to be said here another thing is like is the fear of getting bulky and getting bigger and I mean like I, I can totally get that like everyone everyone not everyone that's a terrible thing to say a lot of people are are here for fat loss right and with fat loss comes along with like getting smaller but building muscle isn't gonna it's gonna make you look more athletic it can actually make you look curvier as well like in a in a quite womanly way because it makes your Uh, waist looks smaller your back can get wider your hips and your legs look more in proportion so I I mean I just as I said in one of the messages like I can empathize with pretty much every single thing that someone's going through but I I just can't get on board with not wanting to build muscle on top of that it's got so many health benefits as well like we're all wanting to live um longer and happier healthier lives and if you've got muscle, then you're not you're less likely to have like arthritis, osteoporosis. Um, you're going to be active longer. So those that's another huge benefit of having muscle. And your metabolic health, like yep. so many things are important. And just to reiterate that, because I don't really have that much to add, but it's so hard to build muscle. Like no one is accidentally building muscle. And I I guess a lot of the fear comes from maybe looking at bodybuilders who by the way are taking a lot of the time things to boost their their ability to build muscle right which you won't be taking which means it's going to be it's always way longer than you expect to build muscle Mm -hmm. um and I've never had I mean you do have people who are like ultra responders to resistance training but even then like I've never had someone that's like accidentally built too much muscle And, and 
sometimes this sounds a little bit harsh and it shouldn't be because it's you know fat is just extra energy but usually what happens when people say that every time they start going to the gym they're getting quote quote bulky is that they're then eating more so it's actually fat on top of muscle so you're building some muscle but also some fat and sometimes that comes from believing that you need to eat more to build muscle or like almost like um without thinking about it you you eat more because maybe you think that you've expended a hell of a lot of energy at the gym and so you eat more or it's increased your hunger and so you eat more Mm -hmm. so a lot of people will end up being more quote-unquote bulky but that's not because they built muscle it's more the fat on top of the muscle Mm. yeah absolutely so like just be reassured that by following commit to six you're just gonna look sexier yeah like that that's the that's, that's the, it and, that's and how i program the workouts yeah that's, that's how <laughs> you're actually just gonna feel sexier as well like it's not so much about like i think sexiness and confidence that is all like a feeling because of all these things that you're doing these these healthy hat like someone in the check-in said i'm only two weeks in i don't really see a difference but i feel so good more energy like sleeping better like my skin looks better all these things are just are just going to add to your life. Um, so yeah, just be reassured that you're, you're doing the right thing. And we would never, we would never like encourage you to do something that wasn't in your best interests. Yeah. I think that's something that like almost, it almost sometimes feels like it shouldn't even need to be said, but actually is a good reminder that we want you to get results. So when people are like, Oh, are you sure that I should increase my calories from a thousand? It's like, yeah, yeah. Like we want you to get results. We wouldn't be telling you to do things that we didn't think yeah. beneficial to you um and so, and as you said like so many of the benefits that you get in fact the most important benefits that you get from improving your diet and exercise you can't see on the scales like it's how you feel it's how you show up it's your health like a lot of these things aren't numerical in value but that doesn't mean that they're not as valuable mm-hmm. yeah absolutely right first question do you want me to read it out yes Hello, lovely coaches. Not sure if this is a podcast or app question. So apologies if it's in the wrong place. This is the podcast place. So I'm going to read it out. I'm trying really hard to accept scale weight fluctuations as normal and know that hormones and water retention can be big factors. I'm assuming hormones are out of my control, but is there anything you'd recommend to better manage water water retention to avoid scale weight fluctuations? Thank you. No. Like it's completely normal. It's completely inevitable. It's interesting that we will go so far to like manipulate this random number on the scales, even though we know it has absolutely nothing to do with body composition. Andy's commented actually, sorry, I just sneezed. And you know how, <laughs> you know how that's actually quite a stressful experience for me. When you're trying not to sneeze. Okay, right. I think I'm okay. You're okay. You're okay. I'm okay. I'm okay, guys. Hold it together, please. Right. Andy, unfortunately, you'll never not have fluctuations. The forward movement here is understanding that it can't be fat increases and not letting fluctuations dictate slash affect your mood and how you structure your habits for the day. Gold is usual fat from What an amazing answer. Yeah. But it is like it's not the fluctuation on the scales that makes any difference to anything whatsoever because it's not directly measuring body fat. Like we can't say that enough. But your response to that 
can massively trip you up if you let it. And water, water retention, there'll be some physiological reason that's important, that's important for you to retain water. Like you wouldn't want to avoid that. Yeah, yeah, you might be retaining water because you've consumed more salt. Now, if you didn't yeah. retain water, then you'd have dangerously high levels of salt. Yeah. Which <laughs> would not be a good idea. No. Um, or it might be to store carbohydrate in your muscle, which again, like then you wouldn't be able to store the carbohydrate in your muscle. And then I don't really know what would happen in that situation, but let's say that heightened your blood glucose levels because the glucose couldn't be stored. Like again, that would be like, diabetes right again not a good thing um even things like people get really fixated on creatine like okay well what can i do to stop the the water retention with creatine i'm like you can't like <laughs> the whole point is you require water to store that creatine so you can't avoid the water retention with creatine and nor should you want to like it's part of the reason that it's working yeah okay ready for the next one yeah ready this is in a like kind of different part so hold on <laughs> i'm going on holiday next week to an all-inclusive your favorite china <laughs> i won't track calories but will aim for a protein source with every meal and my six fruit and veg if we go over calories should we try and aim for the weekly average calories or disregard that day and pick up again the next day i don't know why it's written in three parts but anyway uh when on friday should we oh sorry okay right that's it right okay um you're you're on holiday I personally would say if you go over just write it off because otherwise then you could get into a stage where you're like oh okay I'll try again next day oh no I'll try again next day. and then finally because you're trying to average it off you have a day where you don't eat anything which would be horrendous so I would just write it off um, and remember you're on holiday like enjoy yourself have have fun and remember that you can just get straight back on it when you get back yeah I think generally that's a good approach to holidays and obviously that like choosing your indulgences and actually yeah. really enjoying them and if you get halfway through an ice cream and you're like mm, it's not actually bringing that much joy anymore like you don't have to finish that your body is not a bin and I think especially with all inclusives it's so easy just to get in the headspace of oh it's there I'll just pick it it Mm. as well have it but actually I would set yourself some guidelines before you go into the environment so it might be like this is set what I'm going to have for my my breakfast this is set what I'm going to have for my lunch and then like I'll you know be a bit more adventurous at dinner so that you've got some structure there or you might be like you know what I really want to try the pancakes great but you're just going to have pancakes that day and then you're going to have a more sensible lunch and I think planning ahead for numerous reasons really helps. So one, you're not making a decision in an environment that is surrounded with food and can be like quite overwhelming. And two, if you choose something and then anticipate it, it increases the joy that you get from it. So if you go down to breakfast on the first day and you're like, I'm just going to be quite sensible today. I'm going to have some poached eggs on toast or something. But I have seen that there's some... Um, pancakes over there I really want to try those okay well why don't you have those tomorrow but like think about it and be like oh I'm excited to have these and try these and enjoy them and sit down and take your time with it and enjoy it as opposed to always like going back and forward and I guess the thing with um with the way that like breakfast and, and food is served at all inclusive is you can kind of forget how much you've had because you have 
half a plate of this then decide you want something else and half a plate of that and it really quickly adds up so having that kind of accountability to yourself Mm -hmm. and setting a plan in place and I think some people the reason I want to point out that it actually brings you more joy and there's research to support this as well is that some people think that you're depriving yourself on holiday if you do that and I'm like actually you get more from the situation if you're like I'm gonna have this one serving of pancakes instead of an unlimited serving you get just as much enjoyment if not more because you're thinking ahead and the anticipation of a nice event actually brings you more joy than the event itself in some situations and that was actually done on holidays so they measured the joy that you get from anticipating a holiday compared to the actual holiday itself you actually get more joy from the anticipation yeah that that's a really really good point um you know that like uh, there might be a bit of a mindset as well because maybe all-inclusive holidays are quite expensive that you're wanting to get your money's worth out of the holiday and I watched this program all about all you can eat buffets and it has put me off that sort of like you know you, you can get those all you can eat buffet places it put me off it so much because the food is just so cheap and they they worked out you'd have to eat like eight plates of food to actually make it worth the money that you'd spent say it was like 9.99 you have to eat eight plates and that really put me off and although like I'm sure you're going to a lovely all-inclusive hotel that these places are working on these margins as well so the so you you don't need to be eating loads to get your money's worth because I mean chances are you probably won't so it would be better to just have one thing and enjoy it because like what is so tempting is to go and be like a bit of this a bit of that I want to try a bit of this I want to try that and as Emma said you don't actually know how much you've eaten because you've just tried a bit of everything whereas like being like right okay I'll have a look at it all and then you can decide I actually really fancy that the most Mm -hmm. um and then if you get the pancakes and they're kind of dry and not that nice like don't don't force yourself to eat them yeah yeah I I think there's a lot my friend I think there's a lot to be said for when you're on an all-inclusive again because you're like well I've paid for this I need to get my money's worth making sure that you leave the hotel because some of these hotels you can just like stay there the whole time and I I get that's a total draw sorry I thought you were about to say make sure that you leave the hotel and take all of the light bulbs from the room and then some of the towels as well because they won't notice you need to get your money's worth (laughs) but um, yeah go and go like have a walk because I know that's another thing um just to get your steps in it's so easy just to stay in the hotel because like there's everything you need there so to get your steps in like go outside and I'd also have like a meal elsewhere and you will notice like when I went on my all-inclusive we went for a meal um like not in the hotel and I was like this is so much nicer just because the, the quality of the food was better and and you're just getting what you asked for Mm-hmm. it's actually like yeah it's, it's I, I guess it's the psychology of the abundance as well like even the food quality I'm sure is different but just when there's just as much as you want of something it's not actually quite as enjoyable weirdly no no I think and when it keep- comes to money's worth as well like do get your money's worth right but remember why you went on holiday it wasn't to like to eat as much food as possible and the <laughs> likelihood is that that will make you uncomfortable 
and you'll probably as much as we shouldn't feel shame or regret around food like the likelihood is you probably will regret overeating and it's not enjoyable no. so actually think of the reason I came on holiday and I want to get my money's worth of this holiday the reason I came here was because I wanted to make memories with my family mm-hmm. or I wanted to go off exploring or you know whatever it might be but those, those are the real reasons you came and actually you know if you're spending more time thinking about food or beating yourself up about food or then not being present with your family after because you're sitting by the pool thinking I really wish I hadn't eaten five pancakes for breakfast because I feel so uncomfortably full and I regret it and I think I've undone all my hard work from all the dieting I've been doing blah 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 like you want to be present and enjoying yourself and actually you'll you'll enjoy yourself more if you make good choices then you can kind of be a little bit like allow yourself to be a bit smug and proud of yourself and be like yeah do you know what previous me would have gone all out on that breakfast and actually I ate what I wanted and I enjoyed it and I'm moving on with my day like that's a huge huge win Mm, absolutely also I was chatting to a friend today no yesterday who works in a well-known bar and she was telling me that the markup on their chicken wings is like 350 percent so you think that ends this isn't it you're you're like if you really want to get your money's worth like not there's not much chance you're going to do that you know the markup on Froyo is eight hundred percent. Wow! I know. I wanted to start a Froyo place for a while. <laughs> Once I heard that stat, I was like, oh, "Where'd yeah. you hear the markup?" <laughs> yeah, that tells you everything you need to know about ESG. <laughs> yeah, Ooh, Froyo. Um, I also do really enjoy Froyo, but I do think it was when I was in Oz I was like god this is such a good idea like why don't we have these like more of these in the UK and then I realized it's not that it's not that sunny here a lot of the time and it's just sort of a culture like it was like you'd go for dinner and then you'd like go and sit in a froyo place and like that was like a nice dessert so yeah it was nice was it all you can eat no no Uh, although that's how they get you right because you fill it up yourself Right. And then on your toppings, then you weigh it, and it's based oh, on right. weight. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you, and they'll give you this huge tub. So you're like, oh, well, a serving I'll size this tub. Hmm. But actually, you see the pros in there who are just like filling up half of it, and then being like, yeah, that's probably enough. Yeah, that'd be really expensive for me. My eyes are bigger than my belly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was expensive for me the first time when I didn't quite catch on to like. I was like, oh right like it's just like a pick and mix where you just stuff everything in then you pay for it no no no, not like that yeah I went for I went for a Nando's recently that is so overpriced and overrated how much is a Nando's now well for me and Paul and we got like a little side for Cormac as well 50 quid that is so much so we got um I got a wrap with two sides so did Paul and then we got the, the drink, the, which is probably not, oh, the drink is like £3.60. Yeah. That's like a refill. I shouldn't have done that. Um, yeah, we've got to get your money's worth. Literally <laughs> chugging down. The thing is, you never actually really want like maybe two, two cups full of like whatever you're having. Uh-huh. You never yeah. really want more than that. And then you're always just like, oh, I better have another. <laughs> better try all of these flavours of Coke. Yeah. And then we had the wing roulette and there was not one spicy chicken wing. And now I'm thinking they were probably worth like 30p or something. And yeah. they were like a tenner. Oh, I but wonder yeah. what the markup on chicken in Nando's is. Oh, insane. Will insane. be. 
Right, okay, next question. Yeah. This is probably a very silly question, but is drinking water with electrolytes in it okay? I've really got into the habit of putting a tablet in my water and I don't like juice, but I like these. So they're like... Um, is it like Barocca? Oh. Yeah, they kind of, they are a bit like Barocca, but obviously not Barocca, mm -hmm. if they're electrolytes. All right, um, I've, I've actually tried those ones, that, that in the picture. I thought it was quite nice. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite nice. It's, it's just it's like, like... You don't like juice, but you like that because it tastes a bit like juice. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so wait, what's the problem? Robinsons. Um, the problem, I guess the potential problem is you might not need that much electrolytes because they're really for... Like, I only ever have them if I've been unwell or if I'm in a hot country and I'm, like, sweating a lot. You know, when I tried them, tried that, it was when I was working at the Edinburgh Marathon, they were giving them out for free. So, yeah, it would be for, like, after intense exercise like that. Yeah, like, if you, yeah. And, and only really if you've been sweating a lot mm. and so you're losing a lot of electrolytes. So I probably wouldn't just drink it like juice. You may find as well, I think it probably constipates you quite a lot if you, yeah, have too much electrolytes. Yeah. Let me Google that. You definitely don't want to be messing around with your water to electrolyte balance as well. And your body does quite a good job of, of keeping that in check. So for example, you'll just end up being thirstier or peeing more, depending on which way you're going. But Ideally, you wouldn't put that kind of pressure on it. Electrolyte imbalance can lead to muscle weakness. Well, I assume that's like muscle in your colon, thus accelerating the occurrence of chronic constipation. Huh? So maybe knock that on the head a little bit. I <laughs> maybe not. Not unless you're, yeah, not unless you're doing a lot of exercise. Yeah. Okay. Would some would love some advice on managing lactic acid pain? I did a marathon in 2019 and thighs don't feel dissimilar this morning after one workout. <laughs> so I guess a few points here. It's probably not, well, it's not lactic acid pain. That's more like during lactate buildup yeah. during a workout would be painful. So you probably did feel that at the end of the marathon, you know, when your legs are like, burning and you kind of feel almost a little bit sick but doms so if you woken up the day after um after a workout and you're really sore that's not lactic acid that's basically te little tears in your muscle um muscular damage which is can be a little bit painful especially the first couple of times you do the workout but it improves so quickly so actually by next week, and this was five days ago. So I imagine like by now, you're probably not that sore. And if you do the same workout again, your body has adapted to that. So when you're putting the same stress on it, it's better able to deal with it. So it'll be less sore after. Brilliant. Andy's well also commented here saying, unfortunately, there is no one surefire way of reducing DOMS, keep the legs moving and and the less active, the more they'll tighten up. Yeah, I think if you're sore, then keeping going for little walks is a good idea. Mm. Um, <laughs> I think you've uh, already answered this one, but training with my friend who's had a baby eight months, months ago, what should she not do? And you've said, use the baby as a kettlebell. <laughs> 
And she was like, no, Shona, I'd like to serious, like, Seriously, Shona, come on, be serious. And the reason that I said that is because, right, first of all, when I was eight months after having a baby, I was training exactly like I had beforehand. Um, you might have someone who has not exercised since having a baby and they would have to do something differently. The fact is that you're not a PT, so you can't tell her what to do. Like you, she needs to go to a trainer, someone who's qualified. Um, and it, it's so difficult. It's so subjective. Like you cannot, I, I hate blanket recommendations for pre and postnatal people because we're all different. We've all got different goals, different histories, blah, blah, blah. So if I say, right, well, she's not allowed to do this. She's not allowed to do that. Uh, it would, it would just be first of all wrong. And um, just Arthur as well, like how, like she's coming to the gym, she's probably excited, maybe a bit nervous because she has had a baby a while ago and you're like, right, so my coach who you've never met and doesn't know anything about you says that you're not allowed to do this. Yeah, and that, like, that should be a red flag to people if there are, if you are reading blanket statements that almost, I guess the hard thing here is that a lot of things are universal, but at the same time, very individual. Mm, yeah. So like any blanket statement isn't particularly useful. For example, like if if we we were like all menopausal women should do X. Same mm. with like all women who have had a baby eight months ago should do Y. Like yeah. it's not helpful. It's not useful. Everyone experiences these things in completely different ways. So it, it has to be quite individual and personalized. Yeah. And we get questions like this. I mean, I probably get them numerous times a day of essentially what should my calories be I've no idea like I literally no idea right how could I possibly know that or I've got a bad back should I still train don't know like don't know how to train around your back which is going to be different Mm -hmm. and I think people think that all these things are the same like oh you have a bad back that must be the same as this bad back which is completely different than this person who experiences it in a different way and the same is true with having a baby as well so there might be certain things that you should watch out for, but. Well, actually Kate commented, um, she said, I'm six months postpartum doing everything actually more than pre-pregnancy as she's feeling in the zone. So that's another interesting thing. Like some people are fitter um, and stronger than they were after having a baby. Um, I'd really, she said, I'd really recommend a mummy MOT uh, with a women's health physio she checked my pelvic floor and abs and all was fine so I've been good to go since three months and that, that is that is great advice um but uh yeah so if your friend hasn't gone to like a physio after having her baby then just tell her that's a good idea but at the same time she is allowed to go to the gym if she's not done that yeah yeah. yeah I think it's really good advice but then I guess knowing your own body as well like what feels if it's painful or it feels really uncomfortable or like something's wrong mm. don't do it and go and see a physio but yeah generally it's the same with it with, with any injury it's like well if there's pain and it feels wrong don't do stop. it but if if you feel fine doing it fine mm. and a lot of the time it makes no sense for example deadlifts for me are a never but I can do single leg deadlifts, which essentially is exactly the same movement, right? So it doesn't make any sense, but actually that doesn't hurt my back. Weird, because that mm-hmm. leg is doing, I've even videoed it to see like, oh, is something happening with my pelvis? Or, but actually for some reason that seems to be okay where deadlifts, even with just as light a weight, aren't okay. 
Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, strange. Um, okay, next question. How many eggs should you eat a day slash week? Has anyone answered that? None if you're vegan. <laughs> Andy, Andy's commented in all of them. I feel like Andy just went in trolling this post, <laughs> replying to everything, but just like sometimes a great reply and other times just like <laughs> that. So like how many eggs should you eat? Like, are you eating none right now? And we're going to say, right, so you should be eating. Sounds like you're shaming yourself eggs. into eating eggs. When we hear the word should, that means shame. Um, um, I mean, what do you think, Emma? Do you think there's an optimal number of eggs to eat per day, per week? I think that there is some, I guess, worry around the amount of cholesterol that you're consuming from your diet if you eat a lot of eggs. There doesn't seem to be any evidence to suggest that, that, that we should be worried about that or that actually dietary cholesterol has a big impact on blood cholesterol levels. Um, I think I saw, and off the top of my head, I can't remember, I'm pretty sure I saw a study and it was looking at, I think it was like 12 eggs a week, right? Which for some reason I was like, oh my God, that's loads of eggs. And then I thought, well, no, not really, is it? It's like two mm -hmm. eggs a day. Um, do I have the study here? But anyway, the outcome of the study was basically there was no, like, no negative side effects of eating. Oh, here it was um yeah because there was something in the news about being eggs bad eggs bad eggs being bad <laughs> uh okay that wasn't actually particularly interesting um basically i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about it but and the thing is anything in excess i yeah. would worry about like don't don't eat don't drink loads and loads of diet coke but having some probably fine don't mm. eat loads and loads of eggs but having like some absolutely fine and I would say like more than two a day and I'd probably be thinking maybe I want to have only two yolks for example if I wanted to like make a big omelet I'd maybe just have the egg whites so I might have two full eggs and then more egg whites I did go through a stage of eating a lot of eggs when I stopped eating meat <laughs> And what but happened? Put myself off eggs because I'd ate too many. But I'm back on them now. They're quite good, I think. I mean, when you say two eggs a day, I'm like, oh my God, am I, am I eating more than that? But I think like, I think if it averages out over the week, like when I eat a portion of eggs, I'd probably eat more than two in one go. Mm. Um, but then like, it's quite good to have a selection of breakfast that you choose from rather than being like, this is my one breakfast that I have and it is like whatever four eggs like you could have like three eggs on Monday then you could have your porridge and your your yogurt on Tuesday and then you could have something else on Wednesday and then just cycle back through those and I think as well like when people start this process they do worry about the amount of some people do worry about the amount of protein that they're having like because it is way more than they had before and it might be that they are not varying up their protein sources enough um so like there's so much more that you can have that than eggs like there's there's loads and loads of options yeah but eggs are pretty great aren't they they're amazing. and they're pretty cheap mm -hmm. oh look okay wait when you separate the cholesterol from saturated fat 
in the research, we see that cholesterol isn't bad and actually two to three eggs a day reduces your risk of cardiovascular disease. When wow. you eat more cholesterol, you make less and the body keeps the balance. Um, yeah, because and I remember now because I've written here, I was talking about that because I think maybe someone had asked us on the podcast before, but do you remember the What the Health documentary? Yep. Mockumentary. <laughs> and it, it said it was like one egg equals to having five cigarettes for your health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the claims. Ridiculous. That is totally yeah, ridiculous. Obviously, that's not actually the case. So no. yeah, you'll be you'll be fine, Jennifer. Enjoy your eggs. Um there was a question I think you missed is about the stepper. Did you see that one? Yeah, I thought Andy had covered it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it's basically just says, I've noticed an increase in the amount of women using the stepper in the gym. Many of them lift weights. Is it mainly used for cardio? So yeah, it's a cardio machine. But when I used to go to the gym, people were using it as like a bum builder. And also something just to lean off. Yeah, like they would lean their full body weight on the things at the side. I was like, that's a tricep like- workout. <laughs> And they would, it would just be like a complete waste of time because they'd be like texting on their phone, leaning on the thing and then just moving their legs. And these are, these were bodybuilders. These weren't like people who, who I'm going to say didn't know what they were doing, but yeah, they didn't really know what they were doing, but yeah. Um, people were using it as a, I don't know, butt builder. Stepper. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it, a lot of bodybuilders do like it for cardio. It is like if you don't hold on to the sides, it is hard. Mm. And then in a way, I guess it depends what you like. I mean, I would try it because it, I feel like it's a kind of different form of cardio because it's actually relatively slow. Yeah. But hard. Maybe. And if you're yeah. someone who doesn't really like moving particularly fast or like running up and down, or yeah. I actually had a client who got quite bad migraines from like jiggling what she calls jiggling on the treadmill <laughs> or like the cross trainer going like yeah yeah I can kind of see that like when I didn't feel that well I'm like mm, it kind of feels like it's yeah like you can get motion sickness almost from it um yeah. but she found that the stepper was okay because it was that bit slower and actually if you don't have your hands on the side it's bloody hard bloody hard that one <laughs> right should I track my mid-nutrition gels in my calories for the day Yes. Med run nutrition. Oh, sorry. Mid run. Yeah. I didn't read the jails at first and I just had an image of her out for a run with a little Tupperware. <laughs> I'm so busy. I need to get a run in and eat my lunch at the same time. Oh, how unenjoyable. That'd be horrible. Yeah, you should just track everything that you eat. Yeah. Okay. Catherine committed check-in. Uh, what are your best tips to stay healthy and on track when you travel? Tip one, don't forget your creatine. No, this person is traveling for work and will be doing so quite regularly. Regularly. On the regs. On the regs. Um, I think the first thing is not trying to be perfect. Get yourself a six pack bag. (laughs) Oh no. Do you remember those? yes I do oh my god and the PTs at work would like put them up on the table and just be so proud of them and bring out all the little individual Tupperwares and da 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 but thing is now that I've so I go to this like baby class with Cormac and I 
for the first yes. couple of weeks. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah, just for myself. I'm, I'm the baby. Uh, so I went to this baby class with Cormac and it just ends at lunchtime and then all the mums take their babies outside and we all feed them lunch. And the first couple of weeks, I felt like I was so underprepared and I just had given them like a bag of crisps. Like they're like baby crisps, but all the other mums are like pulling out these baby, like baby six pack bags. Um, with like all the little snacks individually like sliced up and cut up and so by week three I was doing that as well and I was like mm -hmm, look at me with my little baby sex pack bag <laughs> oh that's get it. yeah anyway back to the question because <laughs> I almost forgot what it was there um yeah you don't need a six pack bag do you know what is I think it's way easier now because there is always a good option the, the main reason now that I would plan ahead isn't because there might not be like an option of getting protein in or something, but more because of the expense that it might be. Like, say, for example, I don't know where you're traveling for work, but if you're... You might get per diems. Huh? Per what? diems. Have you not heard that expression? So if you're traveling, your work will give you per diems, P-E-R-D-I-E-M-S, which is like 15 pounds a day to spend on food. Oh. oh well you know what if it's on expenses you don't prep anything my friend you just no, go Marks and Spencer's get all the good stuff yeah treat yourself <laughs> and then buy stuff for after work as well because that is a hundred percent what you'd be doing wouldn't you <laughs> well I mean everything I do I put through expenses almost what no I don't come on a little bit if I'm traveling I do but I mean it's my own expenses <laughs> really like <laughs> <laughs> anyway it does get expensive if you're at airports and things yeah. like that mm -hmm. or even I guess I mean I don't I haven't been to service stations that often but I imagine that like everything's more expensive at those places so that's something to be aware of like maybe prepping for that mm -hmm. but I I mean there's always decent options mm -hmm. yeah. at, like everywhere now literally everywhere and you don't even really have to think that hard. Like I, I remember not that long ago, you'd have to be like, oh, right, I'll buy like my own pack of chicken and then I'll like buy a mixed salad and then I'll try and like somehow like eat both these things without actually having a plate and stuff. And now it's like, there's actually pretty decent high protein like meals on the go that you can get at almost anywhere. Absolutely, yeah. And if you're in a hotel room, take a resistance band which is what someone has said because the home workouts we've got resistance band workouts and that would be a yeah, when I was in too. Lisbon I did a lot of resistance band workouts and I like this they're actually really hard yeah. and a lot of the clients I have who travel now and again they'll just do like a week of resistance band workouts and they're like I have doms like I've really and I'm like you're normally lifting heavy in the gym and it's just yeah, a they're... different stimulus it really is yeah body weight stuff is massively underrated Someone asked me on my question box the other day something like, my personal trainer says body weight stuff is just for beginners and then you should move on. I'm like, um, what? it absolutely depends who you are, but for a lot of people, press-ups are harder than what they're chest pressing. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, but actually, body weight stuff can be really tough. I always find it's quite humbling. I remember when we first started doing them in lockdown and I was like... <sighs> this is harder than the gym workouts I've been doing like they're they're tough if you put the effort in mm -hmm. um so yeah I think being prepared planning ahead but also knowing that actually it's a lot easier than it used to be to make good choices on the go yep 
Yep. All right. Okay. Last one for today. Thoughts on Les Mills workouts like body pump and grit. I love the vibe music and find it easy to follow along. You used to do. And I'm just going to say, I noticed that this is another vibe. This is another vibe of this intake of commit to six is a lot of people are struggling to um, motivate themselves to do a workout by themselves at home or at the gym because they are used to being part of a class or having someone tell them what to do in a personal training session. Do you know what? In my opinion, that's totally fine. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If we would rather you did, obviously we'd rather you did strength training, but body pump classes, if you did three of them, that's better than doing nothing, isn't it? And it's going to have a huge positive impact on your health. You're going to love it. You're going to love, as you say, the vibe, the music. You'll probably make some pals and you'll feel great for it. And all of those things are, that's what we want you to do. If you can commit to that, then that's great. And then maybe after you've done your body pump workout, you can maybe go and try a few squats on the squat rack. And then you're like, okay, so that wasn't that bad. And then slowly introducing that into your routine as well. Yeah. I mean, if you have exercise that you enjoy, absolutely do it. I spoke to someone on Commit Six yesterday who's like, I'm really like apprehensive about doing the home workouts and I'm not exactly sure how to do them and like what's the best way to do them? How long should I be doing them? What if one takes longer than the and another one? And I'm like, how many have you done? She's like, I haven't done any yet. And I was like, don't even worry about it. Like, do anything. Anything is magnitudes better than doing nothing. And I think so many people worry about doing exactly right or perfectly, or like, well, what if I haven't? I don't know what if I only do 10 minutes and it was meant to be 20 minutes or something like it's still 10 minutes better than nothing like if you're starting from doing nothing doing anything is incredible if the option is I don't want to go to the gym but I will go to a Les Mills class that is like unbelievably better than doing nothing Mm -hmm. and only a little bit not as optimal as doing the actual optimal thing right so Yeah. yeah like will you get great results doing the program gym workouts yeah like I think in terms of building muscle you're going to get better results 100% than doing less meals but if you found some exercise that you enjoy yeah that's incredible in itself so I would keep doing the exercise that you enjoy yeah absolutely the the reason that we say that we would rather you did the commit to six strength workouts is because yes body pump is a class where you use weights but you're using the same weight for an entire three and a half minute song so in that song you're going to be doing loads and loads and loads of reps whereas the strength work the strength workout work, you're using a weight that you can do like 10 to 12 reps in um so it's obviously going to be much heavier and that's going to have a much bigger impact in terms of building strength and building muscle so that's why but then at the same time you're still using a weight, you're still moving your body, you're still sweating. Those are all going to have a great impact on your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just a slightly different stress on your body and it won't have the same hypertrophic response in terms of building muscle, but it will certainly make you fitter and healthier and any exercise that you enjoy gets a big thumbs up from us. As you were saying that, I was just thinking how interesting it would be to kind of choreograph something like that like say you you, you're only lifting one weight Mm -hmm. like 
and then you know on average like overhead press for example way harder than a back squat it's like say you had a 10 kilogram overhead press that might be like max for many women mm-hmm. but actually 10 kilogram back squat they could do 50 times without stressing out about it mm-hmm. it's be quite like an, an interesting task yeah so I used to teach body pump and I loved it but you could not really make up as you went along which I could do with some classes I could make up as I went along but body pump I had to try it first because there is nothing worse than you struggling when you're like trying to like get everyone else to do it and you're struggling I think there's like that fine line see people see that you're like Oh, oh, and like you're talking about how hard it is that's fine because they're like yeah she's finding it hard I'm finding it hard but if you're like right keep going I'm just gonna <laughs> gonna stop for a minute that that can't happen um and I did yeah, that's why it. spin's great because you're like turn up the spin you're like oh we're working so hard maiming, maiming the turn up <laughs> yeah yeah but um but I, I actually love teaching body pumps hilarious so fun all right good okay thanks thanks for your time and brain and i hope everyone has found this useful keep the questions coming and we will be back shortly goodbye thank you as ever for your time and attention if you want to talk to me about coaching or if you want to find out more about how to work with me head over to esgfitness.co.uk There is also lots of free information on the website and some worksheets, which I hope you will find useful. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love to hear from you. Please tag me in your stories at ESG Fitness or shoot me a message. And if you think you know anyone who would enjoy this episode, why not share it with them? Thanks, guys.